It's your boy Atheon Crockett, and every time I come through the crib, NC, I rock with my boy DOC on the People's State Choice FM 92.1. Yeti! Choice FM family, good morning, good morning to you all. It's the one and only, the big homie, DOC, coming reporting to you live from Choice FM Studios. Ladies and gentlemen, we have a very special guest in the building, two very special guests in the building, representing uh, North Carolina's iconic group that go by the name of LB, that's Little Brother. Folks, we got Fonte and rapper Big Poo in the building. We're celebrating 20 years of LB. What's going on, Pooh? What's good? What's good, man? Good to be yeah, here. Yeah, man. Thank you for having us, man. Good to have you. Tell you how you feeling today, bro. I'm good, man. This is, I was telling you on the break. This is my first time being back in the station since before the pandemic. The pandemic. Yeah, that man. shook everything up. Everything. Good. But, uh, but nah, it's good to be back, man. This is this is home for it's us. It's good to have y'all here, man. Feel good to see your faces in station, man. It's first time meeting in person. Yeah, way, yes, man. indeed. Yes, for indeed. For sure, man. We appreciate y'all for coming out. You got something important to celebrate. We got um, good things going on in Durham with the maiden during little brother uh nc bark party we got some good some good things to celebrate man 20 years yeah man absolutely 20 man years. 20 years 20 years man I, I mean it feel like it's been you know two years but <laughs> the grades on my chin tell me it's definitely been 20. nah it, it goes by faster than you realize absolutely man. man so you know we celebrating um just wanted to celebrate in the city that you know we started in which was durham and with oh, the maiden durham uh, block party. Um, yes. Got some friends we bringing along. Big oh, yeah. crit. Big friends. Yes, cool sir. kids. Zoe, tall black guy. Come on now. Yeah. Of course, Sam J. She hosting. Yeah, you know Glass, Wally Spark spinning. One yes, and two. Indeed. Shout out to the squad. Get your tickets right now at littlebrothernc.com. Ladies and gentlemen, just to put y'all in the frame of mind, let's take a journey. 20 years ago, <laughs> we had 50 Cent giving us Get Rich or Die Trying. We had in the NBA LeBron James, D Wade, Cartmelo, wow. CP3 going ahead and getting in there. We, uh, we were introduced to artists like Amy Wine house and the like and then we had LB hit the scene. Little did we know there was a storm brewing in Durham, North Carolina <laughs> at NCCU that was going to hit everybody over the head with hip hop excellence man like how, you, man. how does it feel to, to know that y'all had such an impactful part on people like our owner of our station here, Chuck J and myself. Like, man. what does that feel like? Man, I, I think, you know, you just never know when you're making something. You never know where it's going to go and I think that's kind of one of the amazing things about making art is that once you release it it is totally out of your control yeah. you have no control about how people are going to perceive it you have no control if people are going to like it you have no control if people are even going to understand it mm. you know what i mean or misunderstand it you just kind of let it go and you just see what happens it, it very much is like it's like having a, a child you know what i mean you know and so um you know man for 20 years later for us to now be in a space where we're even more celebrated and more honored now than we were even when we first came out. That was something that uh, I don't think we saw when we first came out. You know, when we we was coming out like, you know, a record to come out and, you know, after like about three months or whatever, it's like, ah, it's old, it's over with. Mm. Um, we didn't understand that like, nah, over time, the longer you stay in the game, your catalog grows. And as long as you stay in the game and you keep showing up and delivering, over time, the audience, they will catch up with you, but you right. just have to have that perseverance just to stay in the game long enough so when they do catch you, you got something to meet that moment with. Exactly. And uh, that was why, you know, we really wanted to put out, we put out the new singles we did just because we wanted to show people that even though it's been 20 years, we're not leaning on nostalgia. We're not Let's take it back to this, and I want to go back. Right, I'm I was, so glad for that. I was very broke back then. I don't want to go back to nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to. Do y'all know what's back there? I don't want to take it back. Like that's no. That's, that was a horrible time. <laughs> so, but now I'm only the most famous rapper. 
rapper. In your apartment complex. Like, come on. We don't live in apartments. We're not apartments no more. I mean, you called us that now. I done moved up. Oh, yes, indeed. So, nah. Yeah, bro. So, nah. So, it's just like that. We wanted to show people, like, listen, man, it's been 20 years, but um, we're very much still actively working on our craft and still working and getting better. And, um, Really, just, I mean, honestly, it feels like we just kind of getting started, which sounds crazy to say after really? 20 years. Oh, yeah, 100%. Man. Wow. 100%. Yeah, talk to me about that. It, it, the crazy thing, like, I was last night, you know, just looking at the feedback of the singles. Yes. And, like, for the past, what, probably years since I did put out my solo album last year, mm-hmm. like, tell, tell you, like, I haven't, I haven't been doing anything. Thank you. Really? I haven't been doing anything. Nothing, nothing, writing, no nothing. But after you put out the singles, like, yeah, man, I want to rap again. Yeah, <laughs> Let me get back to it. Yeah. I, feel, I feel like rapping. I'm getting warmed up. I, uh-huh. I, I feel it. So it's one of them things where, you know, we're not athletes. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, this is you, your mind gets, it, well, it should get sharper mm-hmm. as you age. And it feel like we're getting sharper as we age. We get more potent as we age. Amen. Yeah, I was, uh, I was reading an article uh, with, uh, it was Martin Scorsese. He was talking about uh, his new movie, Killers of the Fly Moon, that comes out. And he was saying, you know, it, it blew my mind. He said, you know, I'm at a point in my life, he said, well, I just now realized the power of cinema, but it's too late. Oh, wow. You know what I mean? This is the dude who made That's Goodfellas. Yeah. Right. You know what I mean? Like, he could have made Goodfellas or Casino and just <laughs> and said, I'm done. He could have dropped the mic with that. But, you know, for him being, you know, it's uh, the who he is and for him to be 83 years old and to say, I'm just now starting to realize what cinema can be, you know, probably. it's crazy, you know. And but I but I understand it uh-huh. because it's like, you know, I listen to the things that we do now, like things that we're able to do, like lyrically and writing wise and listen to our first record. It's just like, yeah, that kid. Could have never did this. That kid, like, like, <laughs> like he had no clue. So I, I get it. You know, the older you get, you do kind of. Hopefully, you do get sharper, like Pooh said. And um, and that's how we feel now. And uh, we, yeah, just try to be an example for artists in the game. Of you can get older in the game, you can mature. You don't have to leave the game. You just have to tailor the way you play the game to where you're at in your life. Instead of banging in the paint, you go ahead and work hey, on the listen. three ball. Hey, listen, yeah, man. Work, come work, on, yeah, work yeah, on that yeah. turnaround. Yeah, you know? yeah, hey, listen. Okay. Yeah. Two points is two points, hey, huh? Come on, <laughs> <laughs> a bucket is a bucket. <laughs> but sure, that, that's incredible because I, I was thinking about this the other day. Like, we, quarantine being one of them, we all have been hit with many resets in our life. Mm-hmm. So where we had to go ahead and just take what we learned and then just try again. Break it down, try it again. Um, can you talk about uh, one of those those times outside of what we just mentioned? For you guys? Yeah, I, I mean, quarantine. Bro, like yeah. it, it allowed us to really um, take a step back, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, and, and tend to the little brother garden. Mm-hmm. And, you know, during that time, we were able to go and acquire the ownership of all our uh, all our records, except for the Minstrel, Minstrel Show, show yeah. which is still owned still by did. Rhino. Oh, wow. Um, no, but we're working on that. Okay. <laughs> um, oh, we're working on but, that. Uh, but, but. Just to be able to go back and now we have control of our catalog. So we have say so over what happens with what. Nice. Um, that was for that was real big. Like in without the pandemic, not saying we wouldn't have been able to do it, but I don't know if we would have been able to do it as fast yeah. as we did. Okay. And we wouldn't have been, been as attentive to it. We wouldn't right. have the time. Yeah, um, I think the pandemic for me is just you know, particularly like with quarantine, it just really gave me a time to just slow down and really just kind of rest. I mean, we had been touring pretty much non-stop since 2002 yeah. you know what i mean yeah. <laughs> like we never really took a break you know what i mean and so 
being at home, it just really gave me the time to realize like, okay, how do I want to be spending my days? How do I want to spend my time? You know what I mean? And uh, when me and Pooh, when we started looking at what we wanted LB to be in this kind of next iteration, that was when we decided it's like, okay, how do we want to approach this now? Us trying to approach this the way we did in our 20s. Won't work. That's not, not going to work. It's not sustainable. It's not sustainable. Right? Not sustainable. Okay. 100%. Yeah. It's not sustainable. You know what I mean? But doing this the way that we do it, moving at our own pace, mm-hmm. putting out records, you know, when we want to put them out, doing a block party in our city. Like, those are things that we can truly curate right. and things that we can design the way we want it to be and make it a great experience for everybody. And um, and that's something that's sustainable for us. And that just feels a lot better. That's incredible. Ladies and gentlemen, the voices that you hear coming from the iconic, legendary group known as Little Brother. We got Fonte and rapper Big Pool, And of course, yours truly, the one and only, the big homie D.O.C. right here on the People's Station. Fellas, if you would, go ahead and introduce this new joint that you got called Wish You Well, if you would, please. Yeah, man. Uh, Wish Me Well, produced by Dionis Puma Cook out of Dallas. Shouts uh, to Puma, man. We just having fun, man. Going back and forth, you know, trading off, you know, like so many great uh, groups that EPMD, yeah. Mob Deep, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah like, you know, on and on. In, in that vein. So, you know, we just wanted to have fun and, and, and get some bars off, man. Wish me well. Introducing Hustle House Apparel, where style meets hustle. From comfortable streetwear to head turning statement pieces, we got you covered for every occasion. But it's not just about the clothes. About embracing the hustle, the drive, and the ambition within you. Visit our Etsy store to explore our latest collection and take advantage of our limited time sales and discounts. Hustle House Apparel, where style meets hustle. Join the movement today. Choice FM family, just like that, we right back at it. What you just experienced was a new joint by the iconic, the legendary group, Little Brother. Right here in station with the board, one and only the big homie DOC. We got Fonte and rapper Big Pooh sitting right across from me. Fellas, What's going on with you? You have a great radio voice, man. He just be running them off. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, you're not in tune to the sound. Like classic radio guy. Appreciate I love it, that, man. man. I love Look, it. You know, I, I would I would attribute a couple of skits that I've heard on y'all's tracks to that. <laughs> I will say that. I will say that proudly for sure. For man. sure. Indeed. But uh, okay, I appreciate that. We um speaking of the joints, ladies and gentlemen, we're celebrating 20 years of the listening, 20 years of LB, 20 years of hip hop in Durham, hip hop in North Carolina yeah, that man. led the way to some incredible artists out here that are doing their daggone thing. But if you haven't got your tickets to uh, Made in Durham, the Little Brother Block Party, go ahead and head to littlebrothernc.com. Get your merch, your tickets, everything that you need for October 7th. It's going down, baby. Yes, Come on, indeed. hit us up. But we've been talking about the start. We talked about resets. We talked about a, a couple of different things. But I wanted to um ask you, brothers, about your relationship with radio since the start. Because here at Choice yeah. FM, I know my guy Chuck J, who owns the station now, but he's been playing y'all since y'all started. Absolutely. Yeah, 2003. Man. So along the past two decades, how has the relationship changed between Little Brother and radio stations? Man, that's a great question. Um, you can I, you, I start off. Has it changed? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think nah. the fact that we're here shows it. Yeah, no, nah, I mean, <laughs> we, we, we definitely have our supporters in radio. Uh, and I mean, for us, radio never really played, um, I want to say, a, a, a huge part in what we did. But we're definitely thankful, always been thankful for, you know, the people like Chuck that definitely showed love and, and played our records um, and, and brought us to the station. So, yeah. you know, so the people can actually hear us. So it, it's for us. We just 
for the people that support and show love, we're thankful and we definitely like to reciprocate that love and and, and come and support the the stations and the people that support us and mm-hmm. you know, but it's just one of them things for us was like, hey, back in back then, 2003 it was like, hey, we ain't getting played. Okay. What what else we going to do? What else we got to do? Yeah. yeah. We we just came at a time where, you know, the industry was really shifting and so, you know, we were kind of the first group to go viral before anyone really even knew what viral was right. you know, or Shout even how to monetize yeah. it. You know what I'm saying? Right. <laughs> Bruh, <laughs> right. Tazon, right, straight up. Nah, for real. It was just, yo, dude, it was one of them things where it was like, it was kind of going off, but we came up at a time. This is pre-social media. Right. So we had this big fan base, but we had absolutely no way to quantify it. Mm. We had no way to say, okay, well, I got... You know, 20,000 listens on Spotify. I got 30,000 followers on IG. I got X amount of followers on Twitter. There was no way to <laughs> to, to, to signify what your following was. So for us, it really was just us putting music out and, you know, just kind of growing it online. And radio, honestly, was late. Mm. You know what I'm saying? They were kind of late to us. And so... I think by the time, it's also too at the time when we were coming up, what was running radio at the time was very much, you know, it was just snap records. It was like, you know, lean with it, rock Counter with it. to what we were doing. Yeah, it was just, it was no way. And I mean, listen, I ain't, you know, those records were those records. I mean, mm-hmm. I, honestly, a lot of those records have probably aged better now than they even were back then. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, step hard right now. Right, right. <laughs> Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. So, you know, I think it was, it was like that. But for us, trying to make a record that fit into that kind of narrow scope. Like if us trying sense. to do that, mm-hmm. it, we would have, it wouldn't have made sense for us. Right. And those are just the only kind of avenues you had back then in order to become, uh, to, to make it quote unquote, if it wasn't going off on the radio or if it wasn't going off on you know, BET, MTV, you were left for dead. Mm. And we didn't really neatly fit into any of those categories back then. So we had to kind of, you know, find our own way. So right. with radio, it really just became about, it was less about radio and it was more about just forming relationships with the DJs that was playing us. Right. God. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We we wasn't really radio guys. We were DJ guys. Mm-hmm. Like we would host mixtapes. We would do drops. We would just lock in with the dudes that was playing us. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And radio, we just looked at it like, all right, if they come around, they come around. If but if they, they don't, don't, they don't. We still moving either way. Wasn't pressed for it. Nah, okay, nah. Perfect. Good deal. Because nah. I know a lot of artists starting off, they want to get that radio joint. They feel like once they get it on there, which is still in effect to this day, don't you guys forget it? All right, we still be holding, <laughs> still be holding strong at the radio, but they feel like they have to. But we have introduction of like you said, social media marketing. We can figure out metrics nowadays. Yeah. yeah. So I, when we ahead. when we started, I mean, when we was on. Atlantic, mm-hmm. there were like two people that worked the internet. That was their internet. That was department. their internet department. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to Latrice Burnett. She over at Def Jam now. Uh, she was yeah. one of those. But it was you made a good move. It was <laughs> it was it was two people that worked in the internet department at the label. And now right. you go to a label and almost everybody works. That's the all internet. they do. Right. You <laughs> Exactly. Uh-huh. You right. got a whole TikTok department. Right. Like, like you know that's I mean? your marketing plan. So TikTok. <laughs> yeah. <Right>. Reels. Uh-huh. <laughs> like we need it all. We need it all. And and, and so th- it just goes to show when we started to where it is now and the difference and how I, I remember having meetings at the label and they was like, Man, y'all just have a whole fan base we can't see. Mm. 
we don't we we, we don't know how to reach them. Yeah. And and it was just we don't know what to do with that. Yeah, I mean we didn't and and, and to be I mean, fair, we didn't, we didn't either because uh-huh. you know, I remember being in a meeting with uh Julie Greenwall who is still, you know, to this day she's still like over at Atlantic, you know, her and uh, Craig Coleman and uh you know, shouts to them, you know, but I remember having a, we had a meeting with Julie and we were kind of we brought in our new records like of what we were working on what became get back what became get back our third album and we was just like look so like what are y'all doing what's up and Julie's like Fonte I'm telling you we just need content from you guys we just need content any kind of content you can make anything just any kind of videos anything content content and I was like what what are you talking about <laughs> like you know what I mean and but I didn't understand I mean she, she was right it was just you know it became she was using that keyword on yeah that game. keyword and it was it became less about the song and it's more so about just your expression and getting it to that base so now you know I mean we tell all, all this we all the time is content yeah you get more people to make content yeah. than they make as so I've literally seen people post the making of a song that never comes out <laughs> yeah you yeah. know what I mean? And it, and <laughs> like, it goes off. And, yeah, and it goes off just the making uh-huh. of. Like, should I drop this? Uh, Let me know. 500 comments. Right, right. Exactly. I still ain't seen no songs. No Because no <laughs> they never finished. That's right. Yeah. So it's, yeah. you have to kind of walk that line. It's like, I get the the kind. I get it. You have to use it because people mm-hmm. see music before they hear it now. Right. But you got to deliver on the music. But um, but back then, that was she was telling us that in like 07. And I was like, mm-hmm. what are you talking about? Like, content like we trying to rap i ain't trying to make right. no videos or whatever a blog or whatever mm-hmm. but that was kind of where the game was and we were kind of on the cusp of that of right. that of it changing over see i like that and the transition that's coming along with it because i'm seeing y'all posting on ig using yeah. live like we got everything we on live right now so Man. little brother has been able to transition with the times and Absolutely. Have to use, use the tools that we have now in order to just keep what y'all got going and that's a beautiful thing because a lot of artists that either stop or they be like, man, we don't need all that. We got our original yeah. fans like they refuse to do nah, it. Nah, nah. you, know you got to do it. I mean, we we talked about it when we put our Made a Little Watch and uh-huh. we was doing our press run. Crazy. Thank you. Thank uh-huh. you, bro. Uh, one of the things we noticed was we were made and built for podcasts. Word. Like, yeah. That's where that was probably the best thing that this was the first time we wouldn't ahead of the curve but that was probably the best thing for us because it allowed us to really show our personalities it allowed us for people to actually hear us speak right. and not just hear us rap mm-hmm. it allowed us to interact with not just each other but you know whoever was hosting the and podcast. talk about life like talk, yeah, about talk about things about life, like, you know not just right. Okay, so the group started in like it, it just wasn't no. Wikipedia notes and all that. Not, I, uh. Listen, back in 2003, between 2005, uh. I could have wrote every question down with the answer and just handed it to interviewers. It we didn't same. even have to do interviews. Really? It was the same, the same question over and over again. That's nuts. Nah, straight up. Yeah. Who influenced you? How did you get your name? Yeah. How did y'all guys meet? Little brother. Do you know Petey Pablo? Yeah. <laughs> like that was it, because that was all they knew of yeah. North Carolina, and we was uh, like, yeah, like Petey, that's big homie, but like we don't know him. <laughs> like it was just, it, they would just be, you know, trying to, you know, just asking questions, but it was the same questions all the time. That's you know like what I mean? White people had two black friends, and you'd be like, exactly. Yeah. You know Mike? Like who is Mike? Mike, you who? know how Mike many Mike's Mike? there? Are? <laughs> big Mike, Black Mike. Little Mike, so which Mike? Like, nah. Mike, yeah, Mike, 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 yeah, Mike, that's a, Mike, Mike. What Mike we yeah. talking about? For nah, real. man, it was crazy. I mean, it was you know just but during that time, you know, and we saw you know going and doing Made Lord Watch, 
you know, the podcast that really gave us that opportunity um, just to really tell our story and just to really, I think it allowed us to be seen as human, you mm-hmm. know, which is something that I think a lot of artists now, um, you know, you you very rarely get to see that, you know what I mean? Just they see the music, they see the videos, the visuals, the content or whatever, but us just talking like, just like, yo, man, what, how was the pandemic for you? Yeah, like, yeah. you know, man, we wasn't getting asked a question like that in 03. No. You know what I'm saying? Like, nobody cares. (laughs) But it's a thin line between... (laughs) I'm playing. That that as well, but it's a thin line. Like, we don't treat our social media and things like a diary. Okay. That part. Talk to me about that. You know, I think sometimes artists... You know, it's like I said, it's a thin line between what you share Mm -hmm. or how much you share versus, like... You know, so we do promo and then I show other fat like, you know, I'm in the sports. I'm a big sports head. So I talk about sports, um, you know, jokes, whatever, sometimes memes. But I don't treat it like, oh, man, today was another rough one, y'all. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, me, mm-hmm. me and the wife was, you know, we got into it. And I was on the couch, man. And she burned the chicken again. I might make a song about it. I might not. I don't know. A thousand likes. I might make like, it's like we we don't treat it like because so, when we were coming up, artists were mysterious. Yeah, you knew very little. Right, you only knew what you read in magazines. Mm-hmm. Right, Bob and Double XL, the source. Yeah. That's yeah. it. Uh-huh. Now you get everything. Right, mm-hmm. so we you well, I'll just speak about us. We yeah. figured out okay, we know what we want to give them. We know what we want to hold. Mm-hmm. We know if we working on something, you know, we worked on them records and we wouldn't, hey, y'all, we working we on some new up. records. We, we cooking up. Nah, nah, it's nah. like, nah, you get it when we ready. Uh-huh. Yeah. When we finish. So you, you got to, for you, it's, it's tailored for you, but you have to figure out what that line is, how much to share versus what not to share because you can oversaturate. Yeah, and you have to be clear, you know, and to the point what Pooh is saying, it also, you have to kind of tailor it to your audience. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? For us, you know, our audience, you know, they in our they late 30s, 40s, you know, pushing 50s. They not, they don't have time to play a bunch of internet games. Like, give me a thousand right. likes, I'll do this. Or, hey, here is the pre- Hit a pre-save on this yeah. sync, like, like tease, tease me about a new song for like, for three weeks. Yeah, like, hey, like, look, dude, if the record is out, is it here or not? Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. And and so we always kind of made it from the standpoint we understood that our fan base at the stage they're at in their lives now, you know, they got different priorities. You know what I'm saying? We they got kids, they got kids in college. Some got kids still in grade school, whatever. They have priorities. So whenever you are coming on social media, it, uh, for me. It has to be a call to action of some kind. Mm. You know what I mean? Because that may be the only time you have their attention. God. You know what I'm saying? I'm not going to waste time to tell you about something that may be coming late. No. Mm. This may be the only time I got you. Yo, bro, the single's out right here. Well, Go check you. us out. Boom. Check it out. We you know what I mean? Waiting. Waiting in the holster for you. That's oh, all yeah. right. Ladies and gentlemen, the voices that you hear right now, the iconic North Carolinian group, global group. I'm going to stop saying that. Y'all are global. <laughs> and I want to talk to you about a bar that you dropped on the minstrel show. I'm oh, for sure. about that too but uh we're gonna take a quick commercial break and we'll check in with little brother in just a bit matter of fact can y'all go ahead and um uh intro this next joint i believe it's called glory glory yeah man uh glory glory uh shouts uh to my guy conductor williams man um yeah man this was this song is this song is not two weeks old like no. we just this is fresh like we this is probably like you know we can change, last week you know, last, last week we actually no finished it, it. yeah, yeah. like right finished before it. we dropped it yeah yeah man so uh yeah shouts to uh conductor williams on the beat uh glory glory 
Um, yeah, LB. What's up, Riley? This your girl, Miss Patty, hanging out here at Choice 92.1 with my baby, Dom. LB Bennett. Choice FM fam. What's happening, man? It's the one and only, the big homie DOC in the station, in the studio, Choice FM studio. We had to go ahead and open the doors for legendary global group, iconic group. We call them Little Brother. Fonte, yes, indeed. what's happening with you? What's good, brother? Big Pooh, what's happening with you? I am good, man. It's all good over love here. Love it. Love to hear. Ladies and gentlemen, good voices from some good brothers. And I feel like we should start this next break off with a brief moment of silence for the late, great Percy Miracles. Yes, man. Mm, if you would, give me 10 seconds. I feel like that was 10. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he's That was a Percy 10, Kevin. Yeah, Percy 10. Percy right. 10. He quit with it. In and out. There you go. Oh, my God. There you go. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I was uh, personally introduced to Percy Miracles, a uh, song called Cheating. Yeah. That man. I, I remember hearing off the Minstrel Show. And um, about that project, I was telling y'all before we got on the air that it took me by surprise because I saw the cover. And it, it was in my stage where I was like, I'm Afrocentric. Like, I'm yeah, looking yeah. at everything that's blackity, black, black, y'all. And I see these three people on there with black face and white face. So I'm like, what's going on here? <laughs> and then I press play and it, it, you took me on a journey that Thank you so fast much, forward man. 10 years later brought me to North Carolina to I, ironically bumping into Chuck at one of y'all listening parties at School Kids wow. Records. Mm. Or, uh, office, is, uh, NC State's I was going to say on Hillsborough. Oh yeah, yeah, I know exactly where you're at. Right next to North Hall. Yeah, feel me. So yeah. it was fire that, that the, uh, you guys can bring or your world can bring people into your orbit like that. But I wanted to talk to you about the Minstrel Show Project because I think I was, uh, it was a Rolling Stone interview. Uh, it might have been Rolling Stone. I think it was Rolling Stone where you said that doing that project, you didn't necessarily feel like you were in the right space or wasn't the best, you know, project that you worked on or the, the, the at the time, I think. I might be misquoting them. That might have yeah. been me. Was you? Uh, okay. Yeah, that was me. I, I just I it, think it during, me up. Yeah, during, during the making of that album, it was just a lot going on. We had just signed with Atlantic. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, for me personally, like I was trying to prove I belonged. Uh and then just even our own group dynamics at the time, like us, you know, we yeah. trying to figure that out. We talk about all of this right. in the in the yeah, documentary. The documentary. It's, coming. So, <laughs> it's coming soon, right? Yeah, it's coming yeah. for the end of the year. It's coming real soon. So I'm I'm just a professional. Uh -huh. So the work got done, <laughs> but it wasn't fun like when we made the listening. Like, nah, it was not. That, yeah, the listening was fun. It yeah. was us having fun, figuring it out, and then when the mystery show came. When that period came, that, of course there were different expectations, which mm -hmm. didn't bother me. But it was the all the other stuff that was Everything. going on, yeah. and it didn't make it didn't feel fun. Uh, nah, it didn't feel anymore. fun no more. That nah, big it felt like work. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it was yeah. and too and and too. I mean, I you know it was the the fun part, but then also for me it was going to a label and. I kind of had the idea of like, oh, a label, they know what to do. Like, they're going to do whatever. And once we kind of got in it and I just saw like, oh, y'all are just making this up as y'all go along too. Uh-huh. Y'all yeah. are just plan. guessing. Yeah, they uh -huh. didn't no, have a no master, master plan. plan. And wow. it wasn't, and it wasn't, you know, it, again, it was no slight to them because, I mean, listen, we brought them an album called The Minstrel Show. Like, how do you market that, right? Mm -hmm. So, you know. I, it, From a group with fans you can't you quantify. can't see, <laughs> right? You know we got something. Yeah, we, we don't know what we to do. don't know what it is exactly. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, you know, and um, and at that time, you know, that was very much uh, at the time when 
we were going through this was Warner I think if I'm not mistaken it was when Warner had went through like this big corporate buyout like this big corporate reshuffling and so all the guys that were at Def Jam were now coming into the Leo Warner Cohen, system. Kevin Lyles, Julie Greenwald, okay. like they all big hitters had just yeah. came from mm-hmm. the Jay Z, DMX, you know, Red Man, Method Man, platinum, like that. Platinum, yeah, platinum, platinum. they had came from that uh-huh. over to Warner to run Warner, and then it was like, okay, we got this group with an album called The Mystery Show. Who went viral on the internet? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> right, right. Um, hey, player, what's up? There's something here, but we don't know what it is. We don't know what it is. <laughs> and so, yeah, it was just wild to see, like, you know, man, like, with you, because, yeah, you're thinking they had a master plan mm-hmm. and they didn't. And it, at the time, it was, it was very kind of, it was disappointing and it's kind of like, man. But over years, I came to appreciate it because it just showed that everybody's out here just making it up. Like, there is no, if you're the artist, you have to be the visionary for your career. And it doesn't mean you have to do it by yourself. You know, you build your team and have people you trust around you. But you really do have to build it for yourself because you trying to explain your vision to someone else. Like, nah, you just got to show them. It won't translate. Like, it will not man. translate. It, it, crazy thing, like, to Tay's point, like, about 10 years ago, I was in the studio with an artist. I'm not going to name their name. Big artist. Mm-hmm. And and they was just asking questions. Like, I, I, I saw the lack of confidence and choice. Mm. In not it, the station. No, not the uh, station. <laughs> <laughs> not this station. Not yeah, this station. But just, life choices. Them, life them, right. them, them, them unsure of what was what. Like, is this going to be good? Will people like this? Will this be? And I'm sitting there like, like. You don't know. Man. You have no idea. Uh-huh. You're you're figuring you're this you. out too. Right. You're you. Mm-hmm. Like this is crazy. And that and it rung off like with with Tay with the label. How run, it rung off for me then. Like oh man, nobody knows. And that does that like take that takes a weight off of your shoulders, right? Absolutely. Yeah. 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 It take, because it's like you know for me it was just even looking with the label it was just like man if y'all are just guessing. I can guess by myself. Mm, okay. I don't need to be in a 360 deal to guess. That part. I like, bro. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that. Y'all just could have told me you was guessing. I, like, you uh-huh. know, we could have not even did this. Yep, just cut me a check or something. Like, <laughs> right. I'll right. figure it out. You know, okay. but le- lessons learned, hey, man. It was, it was definitely definitely a lesson learned. And, and like you taste, shout out to, to them, man. They, they a lot. Listen, we, they didn't sign us. Uh-huh. <laughs> the, the, the new regime. But they let us put out an album called The Mystery Show, our mm. debut album you on a major label, mean. on a major label, on the date that we had. There was no pushbacks. Word. They cleared every sample. They did everything we asked them. To, well, almost and we turned that we record in as is, as is. Yeah. Like, no changes. No, no changes. No over. Wow. Like they would no supervision. Wow. <laughs> like we had sixty percent of the album done before we even signed. Oh come on! And we was like, "Yo, this the album." And they was like, "This the album. This the album." Okay, <laughs> <laughs> that comes from not knowing. It was like I guess uh, yeah. that's crazy. It was like, all right, yeah, we want to come out in September. Okay, and it came out in September. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And the thing I am thankful for, you know, I, you know, it, it worked out for the best. I think because luckily the people that we had in the building, you know, we had you know Julie, we had um, uh, uh, Kevin Lyles, you know, he was over there, and I mean, and they were people who always in my discussions with them they always were pro artists they just you know in especially talking to kevin you know he was an artist mm. um you know what i'm saying he was a part of the group new marks that uh, were the original guys that wrote girl you know it's true by yeah. Millie vanilli 
You know what I mean? Like he was like he goes back that far. And so in talking to him, Kevin, right, right, they was listening. But that's a whole yeah. different but, story. Different story. <laughs> but but no, nah, but Kevin, he would just always talk about just how you know he just believed in artists, and it's like as executives, sometimes the artist may have a vision that you just don't see. You know what I mean? And you have to trust it. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. But you really just have to just trust the artist to do them and. That was something above all else I always respected them for and appreciated them for. Because, you know, for better or for worse, they let us do us. Right. That's incredible. Ladies and gentlemen, the uh, inspirational words that you are hearing are from none other than the iconic global group known as Little Brother. We got Poop. We got Fonte in the building. Now, um, Tay, I wanted to ask you about a question and sure. see if it still rings off today. It's, uh, I forget the name of the song, but you have a bar in there that says, I've never heard an actor go or blow and go global and come back home and still be called local. Yeah, Does yeah, that yeah. Still feel the same? Like you still have that same feeling to this uh, day? Uh, not not as much now. I think you know at that time when I wrote that, that was from uh, not enough from Minstrel Show. Yeah, I was twenty five when I wrote that. Oh, uh, yeah. I think at that time, you know, it was definitely looking for a lot of. Um, you wanted that validation, like you wanted that. You know, it's like, man, like we are from here, like we repping Durham, we repping NC, like what is it? Mm. And, you know, over over the time, man, over years, it just kind of became a thing where I just came to understand, like, more so than being known or whatever, NC is just the place where I want to live my life. Okay. You know what I'm saying? I can go to New York, go to LA and be known. I can go to another city and people, oh my God, whatever. When I'm at home, I just want to go to the Harris Teeter and mind my business, dog. I just want to go to the you know and get my banana pudding shake Come and nobody on, banana pudding ask me anything. <laughs> right here, bro. Come on, Listen. bro. Let's go. Listen. So that's that's like the, <laughs> like the, the <laughs> Dave Chappelle effect, kind of. Because when I, like I told you, I came from Right, Ohio. right, yeah, yeah. When he's in Yellow Springs or in Dayton, it's like it's an everyday. We'll see him at Chipotle, see him at Best Buy. It's nothing. That's Dave. What's up? How you yeah. doing? How can we help yeah. you? But he goes everywhere else. That's and it's pandemonium, yeah. Oh, no, nah, it was crazy. Prince was the same thing. I I always heard that like from people that work with Prince with him staying in Minneapolis he would say I, I stay in Minneapolis because the cold keeps the bad people out oh. like that was his thing he would say mm. and you know and you know same to your thing with Dave like when people talk about Prince they like yeah you just see him riding his bike and you know in a blouse yeah, like, listen <laughs> it, riding his bike in a blouse boy. and he's totally unbothered That's it. and so over time you know it, I became to uh, I, I came to appreciate just kind of having that anon anonymity uh you know, of just being able to just live in a, a place where I always grew up in and just still able to live a regular life and just, mm. you know, I can still just be a regular person and not have to be worried about celebrity. Love so it. it's something I embrace now. That's incredible. Okay. Now, um, brothers, can you talk to me about, I've had this question, I believe Chuck J has had this question as well, the significance of a husky. <laughs> I've heard that name, that city name so many times that I've, I've looked it up on Google Maps. I've tried yeah. to drive through it when I was on the way to D.C. But what's the what's the significance of a husky? Dude, a husky, I, yo, it it's was just, just like up in the corner. Yeah, of, it's just there. It's in the corner. I know for me the significance of a husky was we used to say, you know, I'm 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 a, I've given my life to Christ now. But <laughs> we used Amen, to say we all the fine uh, uh, curly hair. Uh, all the light skin light girls, girls were. That's that's oh, that's, 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 that's oh, that was the word on the yard. That, that was, was the on word, the yard. That was the word when we was at Central. That, that's where. Uh, yeah. That's all a husky. All the yellow girls was husky. Yeah. Nah, man, a husky. It was just. I don't know. I think when we were making the album, it was just you know we were trying to make it as NC as possible. Mm -hmm. Like we really wanted to rep where we were from, and so. A husky was just one of those towns where we was just like, yo, this is the most NC thing ever. Like no one else 
if it was one of those references where it's like if you people outside be like, what are they talking about? But people in North Carolina are like, oh my God. Like they shouted out a high school. You know what I mean? So and I don't hey. think any of us have ever been there. Yeah, I've been through there. I've been there. I've been. Yeah, like, I've, I've, I've seen the signs. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah I've been, I think I went to like a fish fry in a hockey like a couple years ago. Uh, me and my wife did. Man, what? <laughs> <laughs> fish is undefeated. Are you kidding me? Yeah, but um, baddies. But no, nah, man, it's just a small town and we just shouted out. It just kind of became a part of the little brother lore or whatever. There. And uh, yeah, that was it. I was expecting to hear some stuff like, man, we got family there. That's where the roots came nah, from. And all. Nah, I just it's thought it was like, just a funny city. <laughs> I was like, this is so country and black as hell. Like, yeah. We got to put this on our album. <laughs> like, it fit. It fit, man. So that's an Easter egg for all of our little Absolutely. Out there. Absolutely. Who had those questions for sure? <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, it's the one and only the big homie DOC joined by two special guests, global artists, man, group artists, Little Brother. We got Big Pooh and we got Fonte in the building. They have the Made in Durham Little Brother Block Party popping off October 7th. It's going down in Durham. Go ahead and get your tickets right now. Little Brother NC. Com. We got merchandise. We got tickets. We got big performers food coming through food trucks. Nice. Food trucks. Big Crit gonna be there, man. When yeah, the last man. time you seen Crizzle and Raleigh? Yeah. I tell you, it was 2019. He was at the Ritz. He was at the Ritz. Yep. You feel me? I was there. I, <laughs> see I can't wait to see him again. It's gonna be a great, great I show. You drove Crit there. Wow, 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 wow. From the station. That's love. Oh, and, and, <laughs> Why wasn't I in the And car? them VIPs are almost gone. Yeah, yeah oh, VIPs are almost VIP, gone. You might want to go get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, this is, and this is our last, this is our last one of 2023. Like, yeah, people, we last... be seeing people like, yo, we, we'll see y'all when you come to so-and-so. And no, we're, not <laughs> <laughs> we're, no, not we're not coming. We're not coming. We're not coming. We're not on house. tour. You yeah. got you to gotta go on tour. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Come see hey, us. You know, they will. We, I'm expecting to see people from New York, all over from the West Coast. Oh, yeah. Y'all have fans that are, that stretch out. Uh, I watched an interview with you and um, uh, DJ DJ Head, I believe. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. The West homies, I'm yeah. thinking like, how do he, people even know about that's my guy. Out there? Like that's yeah. crazy, bro. So the the stretch and the reach. I guess uh, uh, the question I'll get to is like, what's the the strangest fan? Like you just look at like they come up to you and like you a little brother fan. Like, have y'all ever experienced something like that? Like, bro, you know about all us, the time. Court exchange, LV, um, like what? God, man. Uh, the, the, cra- the craziest thing we was uh. We had a show in Dallas. This is 2019. Mm-hmm. And we, me and Tay, we we would go, you know, our team would go first and then we'll go 30 minutes before showtime. Mm-hmm. So we'll catch an Uber from the hotel. We in the Uber. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And we just uh-huh. driving this young lady. She driving us and she realizes that Tay is Tay from Foreign Exchange. Mm-hmm. She's a huge Foreign Exchange fan. And so she's just talking, oh my God, I didn't even know y'all was here. He was like, well, no, I, actually I'm here with my other group, little brother. She was like, who? Had never heard. Never heard. Did not know. And so she just foreign exchange down. Uh Knew nothing about little brother. And I'm just sitting in the car. She was like, "Okay, so what do you do?" (laughs) All right. And I'm like, "Like uh, this is kind of who I came in the game with. We we started together. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, right. The foundation of everything. So we ended up. We was like, "Yo, do you you know do you gotta do you you know I know you Ubering, but you do you want to come to the show?" And she ended up. Coming, parked the car, came That's in with hard. us, and she yeah. was like, "Oh my god, I'm on, I'm on Apple right now. I'm getting everything." Yeah, that was right. the first time, first time ever hearing yeah. little brother. And y'all uh, just sent her on a, a deep dive, right? Deep there. dive, That's yeah. Crazy. Nah, all, man. All she knew was foreign exchange. She's like, "I know you from foreign exchange." And that was and it. Tigalero. Yeah, she knew that. Tigalero. She knew that. Nah, man, it's always. Um, God, I'm trying to think. Like, I mean, South Africa was crazy. Um, I think of. 
God, man. Like, I remember we did a show in Estonia before. Like, this was, God, this was, I mean, this was a while back. This was like 05, something like that. Estonia. Estonia. So, Estonia is like Eastern Europe. We yeah. we went to Tallinn. We did Tallinn. It's, it's it like was, at the, it's former USSR. Yeah, oh, okay. former Soviet Union. It's at the top. Oh, y'all was up there with them people. Very, yeah. it's, it's, it's cold and white. Like it's just very it's white. And they brought LB up to the Bro, school. and they went crazy. I couldn't believe Whoa. it. It was like this club. I remember we went down, you had to walk down these stairs and tell it was underground, but then you got in and it was like was these the red cave? walls. It was like a cave joint. Because we we and, ate we had a restaurant in the cave or something. It was it was hey look, man. But the, all this stuff be running together. Yeah, but it was crazy. <laughs> but they 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 came out and I mean, you know, it's just one of those things where you never would think that it's like, okay, look, I made black man from the south right and y'all are from estonia what do we have in common and the thing we have in common is hip-hop that universal language. it's a bridge you know yeah. I mean, being in japan and they couldn't speak a lick of english mm. but when we was rapping they was rapping every word word for word yeah like japan yeah word japan audiences are crazy like they kind of because it was weird too because also they don't clap no. Like they don't look at it. They look at it like what are you saying? if you if you applaud, we're interrupting what you're doing. That was so they up. lit, bro. We on stage, da, 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 and they just oh, and we just like oh my god. I mean, you see like that <laughs> You see some kind of whatever, but uh-huh. they just and we like yo, do we suck? Like what's going on? Uh-huh. Whatever. Uh-huh. And so, but then at the end of the show, they come up and they just oh my god, this, you were great. We love the show. Wow. We whatever. It's like performing in Philly. <laughs> Mic drop. It, tra- it, tra- it trained us for Philly. You know Mic drop. <laughs> it trained us for Yo, Philly. Because everybody nice. in the audience in Philly what is looking at you, Philly? trying to figure out who's better than you from Philly. Uh, yeah. <laughs> like, I love And then Philly. after the oh, show production. is, hey, man, y'all killed it, didn't we? Yeah, right. <laughs> nah, no Philly. Because when I was on stage, it yeah, was, it was <laughs> Nah, Philly is always busy. They make you work for it, man. They make you work for it. I, I love Philly, man. So, That's uh, beautiful, man. That's a beautiful thing, ladies and gentlemen. The uh, iconic global, worldwide, world-recognized group known as Little Brother. We got rapper Big Pooh and Fonte in the building. Uh, we are talking about all things LB. It's the LB Takeover here at Choice FM Studios, and we have a very, very good reason. It's 20 years of LB, 20 years of North Carolinian hip-hop, where we introduced the, I'm sorry, we, don't give me, and who oh, myself in the group. That's well, they name, introduced man. <laughs> <laughs> so we introduced y'all. <laughs> it's us, this is a week up. <laughs> Well, we were all introduced <laughs> to hip-hop, man. VNC went ahead and paved the way for some incredible artists. You guys have inspired a nice slew of artists that I herald to be some of my favorites today, including my guy who I yeah, have Kendrick, Kendrick uh, Drake, uh, a couple of other artists that have just been giving you your flowers, giving you your props for what y'all yeah. have done. And that's incredible, especially as we're also celebrating the 50th, 50th anniversary 100%, of hip-hop as yeah. a whole. How does this all feel? Because I... It, it's kind of like a fever dream to me. I was talking to Chuck about it. It feels like at one point or on one hand where we're celebrating all of this good stuff, but then on the other side, it feels like some people are trying to put a bow and a ribbon on this thing that we call hip hop. Like, oh, wasn't that fun? Yeah, right. All right, well, that was the next one. Right. right. All right. So how 50 does years this, is over with. Right. Nah, thank you. So how does this like feel for y'all celebrating so many things at once? Like, what, what's the what's the air? What's the feeling in the air for you? I would say the feeling in the air for me is gratitude. You know what I'm saying? Uh I just really look at, you know, in the past couple years, just the the legends that we lost, you mm-hmm. know, from Dave, from De La, uh, Biz, um, you know, Fife, Prince Marky D. Like, Billy I mean, Dilla. just 
so many yeah i mean just all the kind of legends we lost you know to think of something lasting 50 years i mean first of all you know hip-hop they never expected it to last this long you know we talk about this you know in an interview the other day where people didn't understand like the only reason why hip-hop records or rap records got made was because record companies it was cheaper to produce a rap record than it was to make an Earth, Wind & Fire record. Mm. You know what I'm saying? It's cheaper to send two dudes in the studio with a drum machine than it is to book, you know, Tower Power or something. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? A whole band, right? And so it was really just the economic thing. And I, a lot of the early executives, I think they kind of just thought, oh, this is a flash in the pan. It'll be like disco, it'll be whatever. Mm -hmm. No one expected it to last as long as it has. Right. And so I think, you know, when I think of hip hop, I really look at it like, that guy that was in the streets wilding and thought he would be dead at 19 mm. but now he 45 and it's like what in the hell I did not expect to last as long <laughs> like, you know, I don't even know what to do with my time now arthritis what is arthritis no listen and, and the thing is with hip hop I, you know it's, it's just like with life getting old is expensive mm. getting oh. old costs money oh. you know what I'm saying and so with hip hop as it gets older, I think it becomes more taxing for us and it becomes more uh, important for us to uphold it and like to really curate it and to really take care of it and really tend to that garden. Because if we don't do it, no one else will. I was having a conversation uh, with my boys telling me, um, uh, do it all from uh, Lords. Lords. You know what I mean? Uh, big ups to him. Councilman Dupree. Councilman Dupree. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Councilman, Councilman, Councilman Dupree Kelly. Yeah. 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 In, 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 in Newark. Newark. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Nah, yeah. man, dude's doing it. But he was talking about a conversation he had, and dude was like, yo, man, Hip Hop 50, we should have been planning this like two, three years ago. Mm -hmm. But, you know, it was pandemic. So, you know, no one was thinking about it. But, you know, even with us doing our 20th year celebration, just the amount of planning and the amount of oversight that it takes in order to get it off. I mean, these are things that, you know, they take a long time to set up. Mm -hmm. And the biggest thing it's taught me is that for our music for our you know for our culture we have to celebrate it the same way like i remember home in mind we were talking about like nas they had put out like the 20th anniversary of illmatic or whatever yeah. and they was like man but he just put out another one and then they gonna they did the 25th anniversary you know, i'm like listen bro every five every ten listen bro if fleetwood mac can put out rumors for 40 years yeah. read a box set deluxe remastered deluxe remastered we nope. need the same thing uh -huh. our music deserves that same level yes. of, of quality that same level of craftsmanship mm -hmm. you know what I mean but we're the ones that have to do it and that was I think was the biggest lesson for me and Pooh we was like we got 20 years in this it's so many brothers and sisters that we came in the game with that are no longer here that you know that didn't last that 20 um, and not even just didn't make it in the music business they ain't making it in life mm. you know what i mean so for us to still be here 20 years still healthy still vibrant still you know with our families like still you know creatively on you know better than we ever have been right. this is something that we have to celebrate and just to show gratitude of like yo man we made it mm. you know what i mean and so that's the energy that i'm on just really just gratitude and just thankful that we were able to stand the test of time appreciation come on now what Thanks. about you Pooh? how you feeling same man. Um, I was listening on the way up here yesterday. I was listening. Shout uh, out to the listening. Uh, nah, <laughs> wasn't listening to the listening. <laughs> yeah, I uh, cringe at that album. Yeah. Uh, I was listening to uh, uh, DJ Kaz and uh, Shaw Rock on. Um, mm -hmm. They 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 got a radio show and mm -hmm. uh, and they was talking about corrupt and how corrupt was like man. I think it's. 
think it's coming back. Like, I think, and they was like, what's coming back? He was like, how this year has shown, like, if you actually take care of the culture and you, you know, not do it for the culture, but take care of the culture, that you can still have the success. You can still have all of the things because as you can see, like, the shows that's going off right now mm. are the shows with the vets. The vets. True. You know, force the, tour. the force tour. Like, 50, his 20th anniversary. Get rid of that time. Yeah, Ooh, like, that those, force tour yeah. is crazy. Those are the shows that's really going off yeah. because the vets, you know, actually take pride in certain things that younger audience, younger generations take for granted. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So it, it's one of them things where he's uh, corrupts whole thing was like, after the 50 years over, so once we move into 2024, mm. we have to keep the same energy, though. Mm. Like, we can't just celebrate it this year and then move on. And that's the approach Tay and I are taking, like, with I, with Little Brother's Legacy. is like, once we came out of the pandemic, we got the plan during the pandemic. But once we came out of the pandemic, we said, like, okay, this is the way we want to move. Mm. This is the way we want to not only protect, but uphold our legacy and curate our legacy and you got to take that control over your own legacy. And, and if by us doing that, hopefully it shows other artists how to do it or right. that they can do it. And then that's how you start to slowly change. That's how you change culture. the culture. Come yeah, it's, it's by showing, not by telling. Like, nah, see, we went and did a block party. We don't like the way, you know, promoters and club owners are treating us. What they we, done did to the game. Yeah, what nah. they did to the, they done 360 mm. the touring they game. Milk you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so we don't like that. So let me show you how we going, how we going to counteract that. Gotcha. Um, putting the, spending the whole year to do an album and people want something new after a week. We going to show you how to counteract that. Like, mm-hmm. so all these different things we're doing and, you know, we just, as popular now as we was then, even yeah, more exactly. so, yeah, yeah, because yeah. so, you have more generations being turned on. Like you said, the fan yep. base are having kids of their own now, so they like doing what our parents did with us. Like, right. let me show you what some real music is. I got like, so many saying? people who come up to me and be like, "Man, my pops or my moms put me on to y'all," mm-hmm. which yeah. makes you feel that's like seventy, of course. <laughs> <laughs> but it's beautiful. You know but what but I mean? it shows that's, that's two generations right there. Deep. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So it's just like. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah. Uh-huh. And that's the thing, too, now of, of this kind of the beauty, I think, of just being able to stay in the game. And I and I tell artists all the time, man, like this is a long game. Like people, the days of thinking of music as like a lottery ticket, mm. you know what I'm saying? It's, it's not really that no more. Mm. It's no longer a lottery ticket. You got to think of it like it's real a, estate. It's a stock. Yeah, it's a stock. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, yo, I'm buying stock in Johnson & Johnson or something. Yeah, I mean, that's one where, of my where million just, ideas, <laughs> That's one of my millions. Go ahead, go. Okay, keep going, keep going, keep going. Nah, bro, it's just uh-huh. it's, it's really something where it's like you just have to like make the best music you can make, and then just stay the course. Because if you stay the course after that 10, 20 years, it's like that thing that you worked on. It's been building interest over all these time. Right. You know what I mean? And so for us, it was just really important, you know, just to let artists know, like, listen, man, do this at your own pace. You know what I'm saying? Because that's sustainable. Mm-hmm. And that was something that we learned, you know what I mean, when we started seeing, you know, when Drake went off and like Kendrick and all these guys that were like fruit of our tree. Mm-hmm. And people come to me like, man, don't you feel like you should be there and you need to do that? And they, they took it. And it's just yeah. like, listen, bro, let me be very clear uh, with y'all. Uh-huh. I got about two weeks of Draking in me. 
Like I could be drinking for about two weeks, about about, about I'm like like fourteen calendar days. You know what I mean? Not even business week, no calendar days. I got about fourteen days of drinking, and after that, I'm taking my ass to the house, cause that's it. Like I ain't got it. I'm just yeah, so I'm, I'm on the DJ quit. I just want the money. Yeah. Keep I don't need to be fame. I just want to make what I want to make. Cook it. up with my brother. We put it out. We do it. Right. And I'm going home. It's over. Like we're not, you know, and because that's something that's sustainable for us. That's that was something that, you know, I can I can be Drake, Kanye, yeah, I can be them for about two weeks. Mm-hmm. I can be Fonte all day. Can't, can't be mixy, can't be mixy past two weeks. Nah, cause I got fourteen <laughs> good days that, for that. you. Yeah, true colors start coming yeah. out, bro. Hey, listen, for real, for real. And shout out to La Russell from out of Vallejo. Hey. Yeah, 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 yeah. big up. That that Killing stock it. approach is mm-hmm. the approach he's taking with his audience, and he's. They're investing in him, right. but they're sharing in the dividends. Exactly, and and so shout out to him, man, because that that's, that's a that new was, business. Model. That was outside the for box sure. thinking. That approach he took and is working for him. Mm-hmm. He's he's thriving. Exactly. You know what right. I, I saw a thing where he was like, he had a couple shows, and he was like, "Yo, y'all, these my last ones. Other than this, you gonna have to come to the to the pergola. You got to come to the backyard. Pull up on him. Yeah, you have to pull up on me now. That's my hey." So you weren't losing $1,500. Nah. nah. <laughs> right, nah. right, right. Like, and listen, let me be clear. In this business, if all you lose is $1,500, hey, you did pretty day. damn good. That was a good really? day. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's like, a good day. Because it could be so much worse. For real. It could be $15,000. Yeah, right. <laughs> Comments and zeros galore. Listen, bro. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we're speaking with uh, legends here in the building and uh, inspirations, inspirators. Uh, uh, we got Little Brother, North Carolina's very own, the world, hip-hop's very own, North Carolina. Yes, uh, indeed. Little brother in the building we got rapper big pool we got tay in the building uh we talked about our experiences you talked about the the past the difference between um making projects being signed being unsigned having fun making the first project the listening we're celebrating 20 years of that in the flesh october 7 300 block of east main street in durham north carolina pull up to the bull come and see some legends in the flesh ladies and gentlemen we got pool and tay of little brother we got big krizzle on the uh the, the lineup who else we got performing cool, cool kids, kids. Mm-hmm. So and tall black with guy with the black mag. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Shout out to Chuck and uh, Mickey, man. So and tall black guy, and we got DJs Wally Sparks and Hourglass, oh, and uh, Sam J, comedian Sam J. Yeah, who make also sure, yeah her show. Yeah, make sure y'all good. check out her special September twenty third. That's this Saturday. What? Yeah, yeah HBO. She, she, got uh, the, she got the new special coming come on, out. Let's yeah. go. Okay, Sam, I see you. Let's yeah, go, man. yeah. Let's Sam is family, man. Like that's and this this whole thing, you know, it's really like these are our people. Mm-hmm. You know, what I mean, this is you know, it's not like. You know, we tried to get, oh, let's get the biggest name. Like, nah, nah these is our people. We got people we rock with. Yeah. What's her special? Yeah. Salute me or shoot me. That's her special. Yes, yeah, that's, that's, that's Salute Sam me or shoot me. Salute me or shoot me. But yeah. so hard with that one. Yeah. Let's go. So. Let's go, man. Congratulations to all of the uh, the incredible things that are going on in you guys' lives. The, um, the transitions that you've been through, the resets that we talked about earlier. Um, I feel like the trajectory that y'all are headed on is just unstoppable. And I feel Thank like you, if, it, if you, you didn't man. see that back in 2003 or don't see it today, then I mean, y'all, y'all, you're blind, bro. Y'all. Thank Incredible, you, bro. bro. <laughs> Thank like, you, man. For real, as a tandem, um, solo in your own projects, in your own ventures, killing it. Thank you, bro. And then when Thank you come you. back and then give us some new joints, like the two that you just dropped on us, the A side and the B side, I'm excited for the future. 
Yeah, man. Thank you. Um, I think we are too, finally. I mean, it's a lot of times you can kind of get... Yeah, well, not finally, but, you know, I think we can... We get to a point... We can see things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, like, we couldn't see before. It was Uh was murky. Got you. But we in... The vision is a little clearer. Oh, man. We in the Caribbean waters right now. (laughs) (laughs) You can see the tunnels through that water. We in the Caribbean waters, man. You can see the sand at the bottom. That's what I'm saying, son. Take a sip. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Let's go. Absolutely. That's all right. Ladies and gentlemen, man, black excellence is in the building. Little brother here in the flesh. Anything you all folks want to leave the, uh, the listeners with before we head up out here? Man, ah, yeah, just thank, thank y'all, y'all for man. all the years of support, um, whether it's year one or year 20. Yeah. Uh, just thank y'all. Appreciate y'all. Hope to see y'all in Durham, October yeah. 7th. LittleBrotherNC.com. Get your tickets. Get your tickets. Um, made a little watch. The Little Brother story that's coming soon. Um, um, we'll be announcing, having so- more info. Sooner than that. you think. Sooner than you think, yes. Uh, uh, this documentary is coming. Waiting. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and of man. course, Glory, Glory, Wish Me Well, all streaming services in, in uh, Bandcamp right now. now. So go check that out and uh, catch us online because you won't catch us in another city. Nah, <laughs> sir. You got to pull up to the bull. You hear yeah. me? Ladies and gents, it's the one and only the big homie DOC joined by little brother right here on the People Station. Taste say peace to the people. Peace to the people. Peace. We out of here. Choice FM. Kick back. Relax. It's the DLC on the People Station. For the next five minutes, let's go ahead and jump into this medley that I created for my guys. LB yes, right indeed. here on the People Station. Let's go. No matter who you are. What's the deal? You're truly the magnificent DJ Jazzy Jeff. And you are hanging with my main man, D.O.C. Right here on the one. Let's go get some garbage. Let's get this.